to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Good morning, America. Welcome to Success After Barber School podcast. I'm your host, Mr. T.I.M., The Educator. Today, we'll be interviewing Chelsea. Hello, everybody. Chelsea, can you do us a favor and tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with your name, where you're from, and how long you've been a barber? Well, as you have all heard, my name is Chelsea. Um, I am from Waukesha, Wisconsin, born and raised, never left. How long you've been a barber? Uh, May of 2019. Okay. So why and how did you start? What made you want to get into barbering? Well, I actually started as a receptionist at a barbershop, and being in the atmosphere and everything just really intrigued me. I never thought about being a barber or doing anything with hair before, but being in that whole atmosphere, I was like, this seems like a fun job, and I can use my creative energy towards it, too. So that's kind of what inspired me to get into it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. How long from the time you thought about it to actually implementing it? I would say maybe like maybe four months as a receptionist. And then I started watching my boss do haircuts. She would teach me things here and there. And I was like, you know what? I could probably do this. And at that point is when I started to look into actually becoming educated and getting licensed as a barber. Perfect. How long did that process take you? The process was kind of iffy. It took a while to get through all of the paperwork and whatnot because where I was at they had never had an apprentice before okay but um once they licensed me like they gave me my license as an apprentice I started cutting hair that same hour wow yeah like I took my first client right then and there my boss was like I I came out from the back and I was like guess what I got my light like I got license like I can cut hair now and she said great you're taking my next client and there I was like I was so excited the dude heard me (laughs) he heard me come from the back and say I can do it I can cut hair now like I can like I got my license and she looked at this man and said okay you can take my next client and him and his wife the look that they gave me he was like oh okay like you're sure you can do it and I was like yeah don't worry like I got this I was so confident and he loved it awesome yeah so what motivates you not just barbering like overall what motivates you like barbering life well I have always been the kind of person that likes to please people and make people happy and I feel like a really great way to do that is like through your daily job being able to give people confidence through their haircuts whether it's giving advice anything along those lines just something to make people happy and being able to interact with other people that's what motivates me and seeing a smile on someone's face knowing that I helped someone okay Mm -hmm. education wise right with your with your previous boss how difficult was it for you to learn the process of cutting hair like you took your first cut literally the same day like how did that work out did you just like you know what I mean like from start to finish was your boss kind of guiding you through the process or did you kind of go from a mental standpoint of what you thought it should look like Like I said, I had been watching her. She had been teaching me tips and tricks here and there before I got licensed to actually do it. So when the time came, I was flying solo. She was doing her work and I was doing my work. I was all by myself and I just retained the information 
on how to do a haircut. And I remembered everything that I needed to know. And she gave me the confidence to believe in myself. And when you have the confidence, I feel like sometimes that's all you need in order to succeed. Because if you doubt yourself, you're not going to go far. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about schooling and everything? What's the difference between how your, your previous boss helped you learn and what they taught you at school? Well, at school, they really teach you the technicalities of it. They teach you more about sanitation, health and safety, like medical conditions, like the real nitty gritty kind of stuff. And when I was actually in the shop, I was learning about techniques, the best way to do things, just more into using your creative energy to give a good haircut as well as like your social skills and whatnot just to be an all-around good barber and it's that's something that they don't teach you really in school they just kind of do things in order on paper and just give you like a clean-cut way of passing state boards see and that's what I was just thinking that schooling really when especially for the apprenticeship and everything it's really about making sure you're prepared for uh, state boards and right. passing and getting your test it's and everything. all about state boards it's not about how good you cut hair okay so speaking of how good you cut hair and everything what would you say you liked most about cutting like what was your favorite cut in the beginning in the beginning I really loved to just do tapers like at the nape of the neck only in the back I didn't get a lot of experience with fades because not a lot of people got them where I was working. They usually would just do a plain two sides and back, finger length on top. Super simple. But I really loved it when someone would let me do a taper. I would convince them and be like, you know, it looks way better when you taper it in the back instead of lining it up. And they would always say yes, and they always loved it. Okay, that's a perfect segue. You said fade. So being with me over at Forever Faded and everything, I know I tended to kind of throw you into the water as well, just like your previous boss. How was that transition from you from where you came to being with us? Fantastic. Yeah? Yes. What would you say as far as my ability to help you learn? What was it you liked the most and what was it you liked the least? You can choose the order in answering that. Well, coming from my previous boss who had originally trained me, you guys were very similar in the way, like you said, throwing us into it. But it wasn't in a bad way. It was in like a, I believe in you, you can do it. Like, I'm going to give you the tools, you take it from there. And that was one of my favorite things because it was an easy transition for me. It was a familiar way of learning. Okay. And I liked that. And also you had the patience to answer any questions I had. I felt comfortable asking any question, whether it was a small doubt in my mind about, is there a better way I can do this? It's, I don't keep it in my head. I would bring it up to you and I would say, hey, do you think that I should do it this way instead? And you would always give me an answer. I would never feel ashamed of asking a question. It was just, it was very easy to learn. Is there a difference, right, in what we do at Forever Faded and what you guys did, where you came from, and be specific, and how does what we do made you how has what we've what you've learned with us made you a better barber there's a there's a lot of differences (laughs) so I think just being somewhere where people genuinely care about the work that they're putting out that's the biggest thing because being around people who are passionate and care about what kind of work they're putting out there what kind of barbers there are it inspires you to be better and It inspires you to work harder to get to their level, not that you're competing with them, but that you 
you see someone who's trying hard and you're like, I can do that too. Almost like iron sharpens iron is what I'm hearing you say to kind of keep it simple. Definitely. We're the equivalent of who we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So to be around barbers and everything that are better, you know, better in the sense that we've been doing it longer, definitely motivates you to kind of raise your level of expertise and dig into the crate, whether it be YouTube or your surrounding barbers and stuff. Why is mastering your craft important? You can always master your craft. And it's important because if you become stagnant and you stay the same, you're not going to go anywhere. And I mean, it's good to be consistent, but be consistently better. I love that. I love that. So I think it was Les Brown that said practice. You know, we have this this conversation where people have said practice makes perfect. Les Brown has kind of tweaked that that conversation a little bit. And he says practice makes progress because you can always better your best. And that's exactly what you just said. And I truly believe that because when I first started accepting new people on, I told myself and everything, I would never have someone come in that I couldn't learn something from. So I'm always open to that education. And you've heard me say it in the shop a million times. I'm the most consistent barber. And I believe that because I'm the one that's always consistently trying to learn something new, whether it's through social media, through any form of any platform, person to person. I love the fact that I'm always trying to better my best. So I like the fact that you said that and that you two are also trying to better your best. How does a barber keep learning and stay motivated? That's a perfect question after that. Yeah. Keep learning. You have to have the inspiration. You have to have a goal to set yourself towards. And as long as you have a goal, you're always going to have the motivation to keep learning. So whether that be I mean, every day I have a different goal for myself and I'm like, today I'm going to go, I'm going to try to find the best way to give a great haircut, but move faster, but still give a great haircut. And some days it's today I'm going to take my time and learn the best technique to do a bald fade. And whatever, whatever the day is, it's always, it's usually always different. So, I mean, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. How does a how does a barber identify that they need to build their clientele? Okay, here's what I'm thinking. So let's say that you have an almost fully booked day. You go into the shop, you see 10 appointments, and two of those people you've been cutting regularly. Those are your regulars. The rest of those people are randoms. How are you going to get those people to stay? If they don't, if you're having, if you're having less than 50% of people are regulars, you need to try harder. You need to get more people coming back to you regularly. You should have more than half your schedule filled up with regular clients who see you consistently. And if you don't, then you need to work on getting more repeat clients and increasing your clientele because walk-ins will come and go, but you need to get them to stay. How do we do that? How do you get your walk-ins to stay? Going back to everything that I just said, just first of all, making a good personal impression not even just as far as being a barber but making a good personal impression being thorough with your clients just showing that you're taking the extra step going the extra mile to make them happy and letting them know that you care about their haircut and their experience and that alone is going to get them to at least consider taking you back that on top of a great haircut they'll be back what about do you think potentially rebooking them in the moment? Like as soon as you're done with the cut and everything, looking at them and saying, hey, can I help you book your next appointment or potentially incentivizing them to come back by giving them some form of a, like we do a punch card, mm-hmm. you know, where therefore they feel like they're, they're earning towards, you know, something. So it creates that loyalty as well. So is there anything else you could add to that? 
No, I, I totally agree. Um, if you can't get them to book their next appointment, if they're not the kind of person to maintain a consistent schedule, just tell them, hey, like this, this haircut is a high maintenance haircut. You're going to have to come back like every three to six weeks, whatever you might think for that specific person. You're going to have to come in consistently to keep you looking good. Invest in your appearance. Make, you know, make yourself feel good, look good, feel good, do great. Perfect. Now, from an outside looking in, I've actually watched you successfully build your clientele up. Um, I was just looking at the numbers and you are 40 percent higher this month than last month. So congratulations on that. The numbers are growing. I love it. So now I want to kind of segue into more of your business mindset, marketing, sales, communication and financing. OK, let's talk about those four groups. I'll say it again slower. Marketing. How are you marketing your business outside of the shop and person to person sales? How are you incentivizing and, and helping your, your business grow communication? How are you communicating with your client in the chair? You know, financing, we're in a cash business. And if you don't monitor your money, you can end up being broke and always looking for the next dollar. So it can't be about money, right? We have to make it about the service we're rendering because then the money will grow. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's start with marketing. Like when you're out and about, do you keep yeah. business cards on you? Do you oh, yeah. take every opportunity to pass them out? Absolutely. You kind of have to push yourself to put yourself in potentially awkward situations where you go up to somebody who maybe they don't have the best haircut or maybe they look like they need a haircut soon. Just if you can keep an eye out for that, which if you're going to school for barbering or you're a barber in general, you're always looking at people's hair. Always. So if you can, if you can go up to people, just... Casually slide your card over. Don't no high pressure or anything. Just be like, hey, you know, I'm a barber. I'm right in the area. I'd really appreciate your business. Like you said, with the incentive of a punch card, just be like, hey, if you come to me five times, whatever, you get a free haircut. That will really get people to come in and just be confident in yourself and people will follow that and they'll trust you. Okay. As we go into our closing minutes here, we got about four minutes left. Mm -hmm. Let's uh sales what and how are you selling yourself, right? And I know a lot of these kind of roll into each other. They become a little redundant at times, but we got to kind of drive this home for the public listening and everything. So please, sales, how are you selling yourself? How are you selling products in the shop? What are you doing above and beyond to increase your, your income? I just try to be as honest as I can with my clients. And that doesn't mean I'm trying to swindle them into something that they don't need. Right. Is what I mean. So I'm just trying to be honest. This is what you could use and this is why. Right. Same with like the haircut. You could use a taper and this is why. And just kind of almost dumbing it down because a lot of people don't understand the terminology that we use. So just to kind of make it simpler for them and explain to them what is best for them coming from my professional opinion. And people really appreciate that. Facts. So the next the next statement I'm going to make. Right. So basically, it's safe to say that if they come in for like just a haircut and you notice their eyebrows need to be done, you notice their nose could be waxed or their ears could be waxed, their beard can. So you're you're comfortable respectfully upselling. That's what I was trying to get you to sell. Say definitely. So folks, don't be don't be scared to upsell your clients because they are never embarrassed. They are never embarrassed if you if you say, you know, do you want me to clean up your eyebrows for you? Right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, like my girlfriend complains about my unibrow all the time. Right. So that covers communication as well. So let's move on to financing with our final minute here. Um, financing. How important is it for you to budget? Because we're in a cash business. We're not getting paychecks. Very important. How are you keeping track of that? So I like to keep track of my tips and my income separately. My income is 
goes into a fixed account. Anything extra is for spending and for me to be happy because I like money. <laughs> Fair enough. Big facts. <laughs> and also, it's important to keep in mind that not every day is a big day. You're going to have big days and you're going to want to blow all that money. Do not because next week you could have a very, very slow day and you're going to wish that you had not spent all that. So saving is important, right? Very important, yes. Folks, pay yourself first. 10% of everything you make, you should be putting away into savings. And then eventually, once you grow a decent nest egg, invest that money so that money can make you more money. It's important to get yourself in a position where you make money while you're asleep. Uh, folks, that's been our time today. Again, my name is Mr. T.I.M., the educator. Welcome and thank you to for listening to our uh, Success After Barber School podcast. Appreciate you. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, Hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.